0: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to another episode of F of the Press. Uh, we've got a guest uh, um, in studio tonight uh, by the name of uh, A.B. Basson. Um, and then we've got uh, the King of the North, uh, Nick Starthard, uh who's got a coach uh, at Newcastle. But that's that's not what you're talking about tonight. Uh, um, how, how are you guys doing? Uh, wel- welcome, uh, A.B. Hi, right,
1: thanks for having me, guys. How are you doing? Yeah, I can't complain. Um busy week, getting nice and warm. Uh football season's heating up and yeah, obviously a bit disappointed with Bafana Bafana. But uh what can we do? Maybe there's a replay on the
2: cards.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, we'll we'll get we'll get into that. Nick, how are you doing?
2: Yeah, good, man. Sorry I'm late. I uh, just had to rush from Pretoria to Joburg for this. Uh, I had a session now. So, yeah. But excited to speak to AB. AB, me and you have chatted a few times. I actually saw you recently at the Amatuck's Cape Town Spurs game. It was good to see you. Fortunately for us, uh, we got the victory and um, the shirt you were wearing, you needed to burn it and throw it away. So, I was tough <laughs> for that. AB, you're, not you- a, you're a a alum now, aren't you?
1: Yeah, so I started at Tux. I was telling the guys just before we, we started. Um, um, I actually did journalism at Tux. Um, I actually started my career there at Faribay newspaper. I believe it's called something else now. But when I was there, my Tux was still flying high under Steve Barker. Yeah. Uh, Vongani Zungu was there. Um, he, still mm. had, he still got lift to training with uh, Mama Nyang back then. They didn't have one tattoo. Nice, no, he's like covered in tattoos. <laughs> uh, Aubrey Ngoma was still there. Um, yeah, obviously Steve Bach has gone on to achieve great things now at Bosch. So uh, yeah, great to see him down there. But yeah, it all started for me at Tux. And uh you guys are doing well this season in the Glad Africa Championships. So that's yeah. great
0: to see. Yeah, that's it. No, no, that's good. That's good. So so from from uh just to continue on that, uh, so from from that journey, where else did you go? Just just so we can at least uh, uh those who, are, who who don't know who Ebi Basson is, uh, after working at uh at the, at the at at the University of Pretoria, in terms of the 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 the, the newspaper, what did what, what did you do there on?
1: Yeah, so my journey, I've got a huge. I have to say thank you to uh, Melissa Reddy. You guys will probably know we're now covering uh, Liverpool quite extensively yeah. in the Premier League. Uh, she, I actually got in contact with her in my final year of varsity, uh, looking for a job. Uh, she was editor of Kickoff back then, and she said, "Look." I've got a friend called uh, Neil Craig, and he's editor at Backpage Media and, you know, they're looking for someone that can cover the game uh, based in Pretoria. So the start of the line for me, I started at uh, Backpage Media straight out of Varsity. I was with them first um, on my first stint for, I think, five years. Uh, Moved down to Cape Town towards the end. Uh, Did some work for them back then um, and then went on to work for for IX Cape Town uh, as media officer and social media manager. So that's where I got into the social media side of things. And yeah, I was in Cape Town for two years, went on to work for Sokla Duma, um, took things over there when when um, Rosella was uh, head of social media at, at the time. Uh, she moved on to Italy, uh, took over from her. And yeah, I was offered a, to go back to Backpage. Uh, Started last year. And yeah, I've been back in Joburg for for just over two years two, three years now. So, yeah, I've been moving up and down, but all good. It's been quite a journey.
2: It's been quite a journey for you, Abi. But, I mean, you you worked for Kickoff. You've worked for Laduma. Is it is it quite competitive in that market, um, in that space? Um, yeah. Obviously, you're working for one of them now, uh, if I'm not mistaken, if I heard you correctly. Um, but would you say one is better than the other? Do they maybe cover different... Um, you know, angles uh, in the industry?
1: I actually also worked for goal.com freelanced for, for oh, six wow. months. When, uh, when Sundowns won the Champions League, I was actually um, overseeing Sundowns' journey. Oh, wow. uh, so that was, that was really cool. Um, but yeah, like I said, my journalism has, has, has shifted quite a bit. So I started off writing quite a bit and then I shifted towards social media, and these days I, i'm not just involved in, in football i do a bit of cricket um we actually have a contract with lions cricket so we do all their social media stuff um oh, wow. so yeah it's not just not just football for me anymore um, which is quite nice you know you, you you see different different side of things um but just get back to your question i think these days soccer do and kickoff you know they in the end of the day they merge and they all fall under the same umbrella now and then media 24 they still try and do their okay. own thing um, you know, Kickoff is more the, the magazine side, and Sokola Duma is the, the weekly newspaper. newspaper. So, uh, yeah, they they try and do their own thing, but it's it's such a competitive market. You know, you're trying to push out stories every hour. Mm. It's very difficult to get exclusives. That's where you need your top journalists. And, you know, Sokola Duma lost some really good people over the past few years kick Kickoff as well. And that's never easy to replace. And I think in the market, it's just changing constantly. Um, you just need to adapt or die, basically.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's, that, that's quite interesting. I think, um, you know, as you're saying, it's 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 quite competitive. And I've seen a lot of independent um, guys coming up, you know, e-disky times coming up, your far posts coming up as well. Uh, but but just in terms of you saying now that you're busy also with the cricket side, is there is there any difference that you've seen working with the different sports um, that maybe one sport can learn from the other? Because I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, when I look at Bafana, Bafana's social media uh, and I compare it to uh, Cricket South Africa and I compare it to the Springboks, those other two sports are doing much better in terms of, uh, um, you know, uh, social media aspects.
1: There just seems to be a lot more emphasis on the right things, I think, right now. I'm not necessarily saying social media is the right thing, but it is a tool to get to the masses. And end of the day, if you look mediocre on on paper, you know, maybe it shifts over to the team. Who knows? Um, but I think I was actually quite surprised of cricket with the level of investment there's, you know, you look at the sponsors, okay, the pool is much smaller, because you only have a certain amount of franchises. But I, I look at the investments, I look at Lions Cricket's list of sponsors, they probably have between 20 and 50 sponsors ranging, you know, from, uh, from different sizes. And then you go over to a top division PSL club, and they battle to get sponsors, I mean, even the top teams. Mm. so that's you know the the level of investments obviously is is a lot different when you know in football you you almost have a sole person that's in charge of bringing in funds to the club where in cricket it's a board and you know there's a lot more avenues uh, um, revenue avenues so I think maybe the system is just a bit flawed but that's just how football is set up around the world actually so um I think there's a, there's a lot of things both parties can can learn from each other I think. You know the the football side of things also is something that, that cricket can can learn from, um, but yeah, yeah. Looking just at social media, obviously, the fans don't cover themselves in a lot of glory, but that said, they have improved slightly. You know, slightly in the in the last. <laughs> slightly, <bit. very> slightly. <laughs> slightly,
0: but slightly. Uh, for a team, no, when they take, when when they released their team sheet. You know, starting lineup. You just see it's a list. You know what I mean? You can't take out the list. You need to see. There to be graphics. You know, you literally just pay a graphic a graphic designer. There's unemployment in South Africa. Pay the person whatever they need to be, uh, get paid, so they can just do something for you. That that's actually um, on par with 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 other. You know, you look at you look at the the, the PSL clubs. The PSL clubs actually do this, but the professional final can't even do it properly. But 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 yeah, that's that's that. Um, Touching on, on bafana bafana um i know i think right now it uh, would have been a different mood on the on this show if things had turned out differently on 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 sunday in in uh, in ghana uh but yeah um ab uh, what are your what are your initial views of of what happened on sunday
1: <laughs> it's it's funny because you know you we went into this qualifying campaign i think with very low expectations um you know yeah. you see you look at the squad, um, you know, Hugo Brewers came in. Obviously, we had immediate success in the Kosovo Cup. You know, the level of that competition can be debated. Um, but, you know, we still won the competition, which is, you know, we've struggled to do over the years, quite strangely yeah. enough. Um, then you go into the qualifying campaign, and he, and he, he brings about a lot of change. You know, he, he brings out a fresh squad, fresh team, a lot of young players and experienced players at the highest level. And you think, yeah, this is just going to be a training session for the guys, building experience for, for future years. But they may actually end up doing quite well. Um, and, you know, we build expectations and then only to, to hurt us in the end. And obviously the way that it, things happened in Ghana isn't great. And um, I see now FIFA acknowledged that there's a complaint from SAFA. Um, yeah. So we that, that might... I, I transpire into something. Who knows? Um, might have to, to go back to Ghana and replay that game considering what happened with the Senegal game a few years back now. The um, yep. you know, president was sent back then, mm. which, which could come now uh, and play into our favor. But, you know, in all, I think it was a really good qualifying campaign. You know, just the way that we exited, it's really heartbreaking, um, especially because, you know, what is in it? A goal um a goal or two and mm. um mm. we played really well yes our chances in the playoffs would have been minute considering we would have not been seeded and we would have probably had like algeria or morocco or in egypt but we've we've shown over the years that we can step up when when the game gets tough and against the big teams and yugo and bruce has i mean he won the african cup of nations of a cameroon side that that I think Joel Matip refused to play in that tournament, and a lot of their big guns uh, pulled out last minute. Yeah. So he's he's shown that he can he can achieve with a a young and an ex, experienced inex, inexperienced squad, and hopefully, we can just build on this on this qualifying campaign.
0: No, definitely. I think it's it it is it is it is something that we can we can um say we are proud of the boys. I think that that's one one of the most important things. You know, we we're in a group where all the other three teams qualified for the FCON that's coming up in in January, whereas we didn't qualify for FCON. Um, so for us just to take it to the last game, um, I felt it was it was it was, it was amazing. But yeah, the refereeing performance, I think in itself, uh, there's a lot to be left uh, uh, to 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 question. Um, you know, especially. Leading up to the actual penalty incident, that is, that shouldn't have even been a corner. It wasn't supposed to be a corner kick. Um, you know, that's the first part, you know. And then secondly, obviously uh, the dubious penalty that they received. Um and I'm glad that obviously um, that Safa has has obviously complained. Um it is right. Um, you know. Uh, Nick Nick, uh, what are your view- views on the on, on the situation or, or yeah, the game in itself uh, and the, the uh, qualification?
2: Yeah, I mean, listen. I I think we had spoke we've spoken about Bafano for the last couple of months now and I, I was pleasantly surprised that, you know, he's really turned this around. You know, I didn't really know who Hugo Bruce was and you know he's he's been brave in the sense that he hasn't gone to the normal um culprits uh per se, if you if you if you want to call it that. Um calling up the likes of um sort of players that haven't been called up in the past, you know going with youth, um, going with players that are performing at their clubs. And, you know, it's risky, especially with the players that he has left behind. Um, you know, a lot of people say, why don't you just take the whole of Sundowns to, to your to your sort of qualifiers because they are a really good team. But, you know, in, in general, um, it has worked. And I was very confident when I saw that result. Uh, I think it was in, uh, Ethiopia and Ghana when they drew. 1-1, one, one, yeah. I was I was very confident but we needed to do the job against uh against Zimbabwe. The first job was obviously to get the 3 points but do not kill that game off. I just had a sneaky suspicion to to go and avoid a 1-0 defeat in Ghana is not easy. And if I'm honest with you Silo, I think we had a bit of a debate or a chat about it. I thought Bafana Bafana were completely outplayed that whole game, regardless of the referees. Um, yeah. You know, Ghana could have Ghana could have scored three or four in that second yeah. half. Um, yes, it is it is sore. It is sore. But from a footballing perspective, I think that true quality of Ghana actually came out. And I think on our night we could have actually been on our day. We could have been lucky and you know got the nil nil draw um, with probably a period of of improvement needing to be taking place uh f- with a year year to go for the world cup um but i do i do think uh we didn't play our best i think we've played better in this uh, qualifying campaign and it looked like it was a little bit negative um i don't think i would have started ethan brooks especially against the the size of those midfielders um and the size of those players um yes ethan brooks is a quality player but i i would go with probably players that are are more uh, suited to dealing with those physical encounters. You saw sort of Keelan Dolly come on and he, he showed his class. He, I think he strung one or two classes uh, yeah. through and, you know, created one or two opportunities for us to get into the final third. Um, Yes, Keegan Dolly isn't the biggest player, but he's played in Europe. He's played against those you sort Bigger of West players. African players in the French league. So I think he's more acclimatized to that. But you know, who am I to, to who am I to, to, to judge a, a coach who's 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 won the AFCON? You know, he he knows he knows best and he decided to go that way and if you got a nil nil draw um, we would be praising him um, but I, just from a from a specific football point of view i don't think we played as well as we have done in the last couple of games and that was a little bit disappointing but i can understand the players going into that game very nervous you know you have got the whole nation on your you know nation's hopes on your shoulders um, mm-hmm. and you need to go get a nil nil draw and that is uh, that is very, or a 1-1 draw, whatever it is. Um, it is a very dangerous uh, sort of plank to walk. And unfortunately, you know, it didn't work out for us. And I'd like, listen, I'd love for us to get the replay. And I think Hugo Bruce would have learned from his mistakes and probably would have, would change it up. But uh, I just don't have a feeling, I don't have that that sort of feeling that, that they're going to support us in this. Um, I think previously with Senegal, there was proof that there were, and maybe you'll uh, sort of correct me if I'm wrong, but there was uh, unusual betting trends uh, for that specific game. So there was concrete evidence in that, that stated that that referee had had acted, um, you know, in in, in a way that he shouldn't have. I don't know if they can provide that evidence. I'd love to think we could. Um, But yeah, I think we'll have to wait and see. But I think the future is... Is is looking good for for Bafana. It's just unfortunate because we're not going to be at the next Afcon, not going to be at the next World Cup. So we're going to have to wait quite a while. Mm,
0: mm, mm. Ab, so so do do you recall uh, with that incident with the Senegal uh, Bafana Bafana game that was played in South Africa where, where, where we where we beat them two one? Do you recall what you know? what the reasons were for the replay because i think it was a similar it was a similar situation where it is uh, it was a world cup qualifier qualifier, and then that 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 qualifier was replayed a year later do you remember what the circumstances were
1: yes yeah, so if i remember correctly i mean i hope i get everything correct but yeah we beat them 2-1 um we, can't, we we received a penalty in that game i remember it quite vividly the guy had a bandage on his hand and you know, if you look quickly, it looked like the ball had hit his hand, but actually the ball had hit his knee, and the referee gave us a penalty. Long story short, we went on to win the game 2-1. Um, it came out later that, um, you know, some or other, you know, like, like Nick alluded to, some betting trends, um, you know, be it. It wasn't bribes because neither Senegal or South Africa uh, were indicted in it, so neither team had any clue what was going on. So that's where it's a bit of a, a grey area because you know now South Africa are getting punished for something they had no control over. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, if if the referee is looking after his own um you know, interests, then then you know it has to have an implication on the game. So then the the result was um, at exactly a, the same stadium. A, B, we, um, at the
0: same. We just time. lost. You. We just. We, we, we just lost you there, but we just. Yeah, we can hear you now. We just lost you, a bit there. You were. You were saying. You were saying before. You were saying at the same stadium.
1: Yeah. So the the first result, the two one got an old and then they they played a year later, and actually going into that game, so we we played uh, Senegal at home, and then three days later we'd play them in their car. If we had won both games, we would have actually qualified directly for the World Cup. So we're still in the running going into the last two games, but so were the other two teams in the, in the group, I think Cape Verde and Burkina Faso. Um, but obviously we ended up losing 2-0. Sadio Mane had a great game. I think he was involved in both goals. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we actually went on to lose the game in Dakar as well, so it didn't really matter. And I think we ended bottom of the group. But you just think that if that result stood and we'd won our first game, or our second game, because we actually drew first uh, in Burkina Faso, um, we would have had four points from our first two games, and we would have been well on our way to to the World Cup in Russia. So, I mean, that's the implications that very small decisions can have on on these World Cup qualifiers. And that's you know, at the end of the day, it all comes down to how how you know how serious do FIFA want to take these qualifiers? Uh, why isn't VAR in, implemented at qualifying oh, why don't you stage? bring that in, yeah. Hmm. Because you know, at the end of the day. To get to the world cup you need to qualify for world cup so big decisions are going to get made on on the way so it's just a pity that we we get knocked out in this in this way but i mean that's just the way football is i mean it's, it's happened on the in europe i mean everyone remembers theory on Silent, yeah, yeah so you know that game wasn't replayed and you know i, I know france maybe wish they never came to the world cup in south africa considering what happened <laughs> yeah. but you know that's just how it is, and yeah, if we get a replay, so be it. But um you know, if it doesn't, if it doesn't match up to what happened in Polokwane against Senegal four years ago, that I don't see that happening at all.
0: You know, you know, it's interesting actually. With with when when we talk about uh, VAR and everything, you know, I think that that is one thing I, I i i was I was thinking of on Sunday. You know, I think this is. Qualifiers, right? Um, and CAF has VAR for for the semi-final of the CAF Champions League. You know, uh, when Chiefs was playing without um, uh, uh, Casablanca, they had VAR in 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 Casablanca. They had VAR here at FNB, and the semi-final where where where, where, where um Sanna, what's this? Luckily, was playing Esperance. There was also VAR. So there are measures put in place for the club competition. You know. I think each country that is participating in the in the in the qualifiers should at least have those type of facilities at one of their stadiums in their country. Um, if you don't have the facilities at your country, then you must go to a neighboring, the closest neighboring country that has those facilities, um, so that we can play it on a on such a level playing field. Because if I think about it, uh, all the confederations ha, ha, has has var in place. I think um, you know you look at you look at. Uh, uh South America, South America has it uh, in place. Um, you know, uh, North North America has it in place, uh Europe has it in place, even though I know uh, Portugal were robbed in the first game against Serbia, but I don't know what happened. I can't remember what 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 actually happened there that, that they didn't see that goal all over the line. But there's so much money at stake, you know, and so much uh, pride at stake. You know, I think this is something in Africa that we should definitely be fixing. Um in the match where DRC was playing Benin, um DRC got a dubious penalty as well. Um, literally, people were looking around, trying to find, out, find out, figure out what was the decision made, you know. Mm-hmm. And Chelsea needed to win as well to go qualify. You see, it's in matches where where the one needs to win to qualify. You know, what I mean, it's not even in the match where nothing needs to happen. And that in both matches, the the team that benefited needed something to happen. So, so what do you think? Um, you know, in terms of CAF and FIFA, in terms of not having the, the VAR in place.
1: Yeah, it's it's very difficult. I mean, you know, for that, I think speaking as a South African, it's very easy because we've got world-class infrastructure and we've been helped by the World Cup and we've got great funding, we've got a great local league and the money is there, but then you look at a game in Niger or you look at a game in Djibouti and you think to yourself, will they be, you know, is it realistic that VAR will be implemented there? Um, you know, the cost behind VAR because, you know, you need the live broadcast, you know, you need extra match officials. I mean, an African continent is so huge. I mean, it's, we can't really compare ourselves to the rest of you know the world i mean you know south america only has a few countries and they all compete in the same pool you know it's it's, it's different strokes for different folks and yeah but still you know maybe maybe then we break it down and say for for key games like we had south africa ghana yeah. like we had today with nigeria um okay Verde and algeria burkina faso maybe their VAR should be implemented um because i think it's it's easier also in those countries, and you know there's a hell of a lot at stake. Um, mm. you know one goal can make a huge difference. We saw the Serbia Portugal game, you mm. know, Mitrovic's goal in the last minute. what impact that has and, and you know can you imagine a World Cup without um, Cristiano Ronaldo, like you said, like you mentioned, he had a goal disallowed um, that crossed the line and and what impact that would have had in the in the things but that's that's just the margins of football um, but but obviously careful we'll be looking at all of this and Hopefully they they can come to a solution because, in the end of the day, you you want the best teams qualifying, not just the best teams qualifying, but you want them qualifying correctly and in, in the correct fashion, because otherwise you know it's just hope lost. I feel.
0: No, definitely, definitely, Nick. I think what what do you think in terms of um, you know the the whole situation around VAR and the fairness and so on and so forth?
2: Yeah, I mean, I went to a, a referee's sort of not a course, uh, that come to speak to Amitaks and the staff and the players and the beginning of the season, Victor Klongwane, uh, the referee in the PSL, and he had just sort of spoke to us about VAR and there is a plan from, uh, Safa's side and the PSL side, but at plans like three to four years, if I'm not mistaken, might, might be even longer because the cost implication is, is really, collect. really big. Um, and right now it's not viable for, for even the PSL to to go that route. So I do think I do echo sort of uh, the sentiments of AB. You know, you can imagine there's, there's quite a few countries there that can probably not even pay their players, let alone get a VAR system in place at their national stadium. Um, so, yeah, I, I do think, you know, if there is a game of that, 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 is going to count, Um, you know, a game like Ghana and South Africa would be a a true example of that. And you would like to think that we could have something in place, but it is, it is, it is a very difficult one um, because you've got a country now that is knocked out of the World Cup essentially, where we probably rightly, so if if we don't concede that goal, we go through to the next round. Um, So you know, th- the incorrect decision was made, uh, regardless of performance, regardless of, you know, Ghana may be playing well. Um, where, where, where does Bufana pick themselves up from this? Because we're not going to another AFCON uh, for at least another two tournaments or at least another... Yeah, we're not going to the next one. So, we'll, I mean, the next World Cup we can only go to is in, in the USA uh, and Mexico and Canada. So... Um, it's it's bitter. It's a very bitter pill to swallow. And I'm just very interested to see, and I don't know AB if you have any idea how seriously Safa are taking this. You know, there's been a lot of talk in the last two days. I don't know if you've spoken to anyone, um, but how serious is is the claim that Danny Jordan is going, you know, directly to FIFA? He's having the conversations that that need to be had.
1: Look, I think the fact that FIFA have acknowledged the claim and and the story has reached foreign media, which it has, I think that would put pressure on FIFA to, you know, to make not just a statement, but to, to investigate. And in the end of the day, if they find that something was wrong, you may, maybe they will take action.
0: Yeah.
1: Um But at the end of the day, we still have to go back to Ghana and win. Or yeah. draw at least. Or draw. Um Or draw at least, yeah. Um So I think they're taking it seriously. I think they take any of these type of things seriously. And if there's um, enough evidence, then it will go to the next step. Um, But I just don't think we should pin our hopes on that. Maybe it helps that the CAF president is from South Africa. I mean, Patrice Montefiore seems to have a really good relationship with everyone at FIFA. Maybe he can uh, whisper or drop a WhatsApp message. Uh, everything is encrypted these days listen
2: so. FIFA corrupt <laughs> as we know so you know something might happen we don't know <laughs> and it might work in our favour <laughs> yeah look
1: I, I'll be smiling I mean I, I wouldn't mind going to Qatar next year and uh, watching with yeah. fun the final to be honest nah. so I think I, I think we'll find out more in the next few weeks but I think they've got time because the playoffs are only you know next year yeah. or, you know, closer to the World Cup they've, they've got a bit of time um so yeah, let's let's wait and see. But, um, I, but I, I think I'm not I, I hoping for it. I'm yeah. not convinced that it will happen. So, yeah. a,
2: but I think also like speaking about that VAR situation, you know, just to show you like Ghana's situation in terms of the broadcast, there's only one angle of that um, actual incident. If you've yeah. noticed, like the, the only the second angle is a zoomed in version of what you can <laughs> see on the big screen. So. They, they, it's obviously a very, very limited broadcast that they even had at that stadium. So, I mean, we play a game here in South Africa and Supersport have cameras all over the stadium and you can see everything from every angle. I mean, the Premier League is a great example. You can see anything from, from, from any angle. But, you know, the evidence that they've got right now is more than likely what we've seen. And what I worry about is you can't actually see... Um, uh, the the guy uh, uh hands oh, arms, and that's, yeah. oh arms you can't see what he's actually doing because the the Ghana player's back is to him and for me I wish there was another angle because that would that would you know be wholehearted evidence for for us but yeah regardless of that you know Bufano on the up um, you know I, I hope we stick with Bruce. You know, I, I, I don't think there's anyone calling for his head. Um, not that I've seen at least, and no. hopefully we can, you know, really kick on. And, you know, I'd like to give him an opportunity to, to restructure a whole you sort of national system you know right up from from the youth ages coming up you know what he thinks is necessary for for a national team player eventually when 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 they they reach the senior level um because we we haven't really had a plan in the last 10 15 years um as i'm sure
0: you guys can agree no definitely definitely i think he is the right man to definitely take us forward i just think that the only thing that's counting against him is is his age uh, because yeah. he's, he's, he's in his late sixties, um, I think he's sixty-nine or seventy, or almost seventy. Um, so yeah, but but I think he should definitely be given another another, you know, three four years or so, uh, and and let's see what he can do in that time. And I think he would have transformed our our system. Um, he's got good ideas, um, and and also I think he's firm in his beliefs, which is most which is what what I like about him. You know, um, when he picks certain p- players and, you know, doesn't pick players of, of a certain age, I think that that shows a person who's clear and is what he wants. Uh, and also for longevity purposes, you know I mean? These players that are 32 won't be there for the next, you know, um, qualifiers or next World Cups and so on and so forth. So I think it, it does help us going forward. Uh, but just just in terms of the, the African qualifiers in, in, in general, you know, I think this is probably going to be a, 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 you know, I think, Europe, Europe has 13 slots, guys. Um, Africa has five slots. They, these two continents have similar amount of uh, countries um, on, on, on each continent. Europe has about 56, I think, countries. We have about 53, 54 countries. Uh, but we ha- get five slots. They get 13 slots. We have – so African countries need to go to a, a playoffs. Um, and right now, actually, Algeria just, just drew against Burkina Faso, so they've qual- they've qualified. Um, they drew 2-2, um, so they've qualified. If Burkina Faso won that match, they were going to qualify. Um, so then there's a big game happening as well tonight with uh, um, Ivory Coast and uh, and uh, Cameroon separated by one point, similar to what we we're talking about. There's no VAR in that game. But look at all these teams I'm talking about, you know what I mean? Um, and Cameroon missing out potentially. A South Africa missing out, you know. What I mean, um, you know, there's 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 teams which I feel could beat certain European teams that have gone into these playoffs. Yes, Italy is in the playoffs, Portugal is in the playoffs, uh, but these teams play against the San Marino, against Liechtenstein, against the Luxembourg, against countries that honestly, guys, Ethiopia would beat these countries, you know. What I mean, <laughs> um, you know, Cape, Cape, okay, Cape Bridge is actually a good, a good country, you know, um. African countries need to go to through playoffs to make the qualifiers. Because Ethiopia had to beat Lesotho to make the our group. You know what I mean? So Lesotho wasn't even the qualifiers because they lost to Ethiopia. But you but you get European countries playing um against against um, minnows basically, um plumbers, you know, and ten nil score lines for England and so on and so forth. Uh what, what do you think about that, A B? I think um, you know, uh, thirteen versus five. Yeah, I think
1: that question is Fifty-fold. Um, you know, I mean, to be fair, Algeria also play against Djibouti, who've got a hammering. I think they conceded 30 goals in the group stages. So, they basically, on, maybe that's a good game between them and San Marino, to be honest. Um,
0: <laughs> fair, 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 fair.
1: But, yeah, the margin for area is just so much smaller on the African continent. Um, you think of massive nations who missed out on, on World Cup qualification. I mean, Egypt dominated African football for 15 years or so, and during that time, they didn't qualify for one, one World Cup, which is actually, it's unbelievable. I don't think Abu Trekkar played in a World Cup and he's considered largely the best uh, African player or player to spend his whole career on the African continent or, or yeah, never play in Europe for that matter. Um, but, you know, again, then, you know, the quality you have in Europe, it's just, it's spread around much more. And I think you can play more qualifiers in Europe and, and qualify directly because, you know, the... geographically it makes sense because you can get from uh, point A to B much quicker with you traveling from Algeria to South Africa or I mean even South Africa to Ghana this past week we've heard of bus rides and and multiple flights and that's just the norm. Um, So I think there's, there's a lot of factors to it and it doesn't help when Africa goes to the World Cup and all the teams are eliminated in the group stages. Um so you have to prove yourself on the highest stage. Yes, we have at youth tournaments in past, you know Nigeria have done really well and under seventeen and under twenty tournaments that doesn't really count for anything on the biggest stage. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would love to see more African nations, and I think they they've tried to vouch for that vouch for that over the years. but you know, like I said, we have to prove ourselves on the biggest stage and sorry, um yes, algeria are, are unbeaten now in thirty three games after the draw against Burkina Faso. You know if they were in Europe it would have been a massive story I mean Italy also were I think 34 or whatever mm. games yeah. so yeah I think the world does look at Africa in a different way but I think the players that are coming through the system now you know we've got the world's best players are from the African continent a lot of the world's best players and Mohamed Salah yeah. is largely thought about to be the most informed player the last month or two in the world in world football and you know he's from mm. Egypt so I think the world is starting to take notice. That's not saying Africa has um, not had great players in the past. We've always produced amazing players, but I think the talent is just getting more and more, and, and the world will start to take notice. And you know, if we can have an African nation going as far as the semifinals next year, um, then you know maybe we 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 can on, on the back of that push for six seven teams at the next World Cup, especially if they're going to expand it. Um, so, yeah,
2: yeah, and I think I think also I think that you've hit the nail in the head, and I think that's a simple answer. You know, how they how they seed uh, Champions League teams, or how they sort of allow teams from different nations to, to enter. Yeah. So we got four in in the Premier League, for example, but it's, it's based on your coefficient, and I think they've got some yes. similar ca- calculation. And I think we would have had a a good good chance of getting six teams if if a Ghana got to a semi-final in 2010 Um, because who knows maybe they they even make a final after that you know obviously (laughs) hard done by there by by, by Luis Suarez but um, you know there's they need to go on and you know if you get two teams in a quarterfinals and then one in a semi-final then you've got a good you know CAF has a good leg to stand on to say listen hey you know, we, we're mixing it with the best here. Yeah. We're knocking out your European teams, your South American teams. Um, give us another give us another two slots or, or whatever it is. So I think it's just purely based on performance, Silo, if I'm very honest with you. And we we've never been really that consistent. We've always had great teams, but like We've we've had teams that have done well. One, year, like for example, Senegal were the the hot topic in t- 2002, and Senegal really didn't feature for the next couple of tournaments until sort of recently where they've mm, in the last yeah. uh, sort, of, sort of like five six years they've you know you've heard about them again so i think there has been that inconsistency within south african or within african football south africa is a great example as well you know 98 world cup 2002 world cup and boom we we haven't qualified for a world cup since um you know we were we host our own world cup but we haven't qualified for a world cup that's the reality yeah. So I think it's just that sort of consistency. I mean, the European nations consistently, you see the same teams all the time, Bahrain and Italy, Italy in the last World Cup, you know, potentially again in this World Cup if they don't uh, qualify. You know, you do get the odd sort of uh, story where, where, where one or two nations don't qualify. But in general, Europe are quite consistent um, as well as South America in that sense.
0: No, definitely. I think, yeah, it's just, I think the the... The, the I think no one disputes the quality of the the teams that qualify I think they just quali- uh, dispute the quality of the their opponents in those some of their groups yeah you know i mean i think fair they're, enough. They're, they're the San Marinos. but but definitely yeah, europe has has consistently shown that um you 'll always get a semifinalist or a finalist from from that continent but i think with with their next World cup um they're looking to increase it to they they're increasing it to forty eight um, from thirty two so Africa should. That's a lot of, of teams, huh? sure. yeah, out of that. How long is that it, tournament going to be? <laughs> um, I, I think it's, they're still going to try and squeeze it into the same amount of time, thirty-two days. But 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 that sixteen-team extra allocation, um, Africa should definitely get a a, a decent chunk uh, out of that. And obviously, Europe will also uh, get a get a get an increase. But but definitely, I would I would like Africa to at least have ten slots. You know, I think of of all even eight. Eight of the if if yeah, if, if they if you give giving, giving sixteen more, you give the other sixteen, you get five, and then you get eleven to spread across maybe Asia gets two more, three more, you know, South America could get an automatic uh qualifier because the number five has to go to playoff, you know, but I'm sure they'll they'll will try to figure it out in the best way possible, you know. Uh but but yeah, uh just just, just in terms of the, 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 the African playoffs, uh, which which obviously will be taking place in March, um, what are your initial thoughts, um, A.B., in terms of that? Do you think um, there they could be some surprises? Obviously, I know it's a seeding system uh, uh, based on the African rankings uh, where, where I think Senegal is number one in Africa, and then Algeria is number two or three, and then obviously I think um, uh, even Tunisia is actually in the top five as well.
1: Yeah, so I think the top uh, teams are Tunisia, Morocco, Algeria, and Senegal currently. So I think I, I, don't, I don't really predict much surprises, to be honest. I think looking at the teams, I know Algeria and Nigeria, they squeezed past into the playoffs today. And I mean, Nigeria lost to, to Central African Republic, which was a massive shocker um, last month. But, you know, those things happen in, in the qualifiers. But I, I think of the two legs, you look at Algeria, Nigeria, Morocco. Uh, I just, I just want our best teams to go. At the end of the day, um, I, I've, I've always liked a bit of a, I've always liked a bit of a, a shock. Uh, I think of Togo in two thousand and six, but um, but I just, I'd like our best teams to go the highest quality players so that we can go and perform on the highest stage. So I'd love okay. to see Algeria, Nigeria, Morocco, you know, play teams with players uh, jam packed, uh, full of players that play in the Serie A in the Premier League, in La Liga. And I think then, you know, that's when we might see an an African team finally reaching the final four of a World Cup. So yeah, I I'm a bit you know, I like I like being a I like the fantasy and I like the you know the, the romanticism about football and, and the you know underdog story, but you know the day I want the best teams to compete at the World Cup. And for me that means no shocks. So I'm deep down, I'm helping for no shock. Obviously <laughs> If South Africa were in the playoffs, then I would have maybe said something different. But yeah. I would love to see the, the the best teams there. So that that is Algeria, Nigeria, Morocco, uh, Senegal. You know those four. I think if, if we've got those four going to the World Cup, but next year.
0: I, we need we need every coast. Coast, well. we coast, coast as well. coast. You yeah, mentioned yeah, I think, Egypt, eh?
1: Huh? I don't even know about Egypt. You know, I look at their team and I think, are they as strong as they used to be? You know, you've got Mohamed Salah, yeah. but who? who...
0: Yeah. You got uh, um, you got Al Ghazi yeah, Gazi Al really, Gazi from Al really Gazi party. from Aston Villa Al Ghazi from Aston Villa I think and uh, and that guy that the, the right back um, who used to play for Hull City is also I think Al Mahamedi that guy's been um, there ever that's that, that the Steve, Steve Bruce's Steve <laughs> love child that guy <laughs> gets signed wherever Steve Bruce goes <laughs>
1: isn't it uh, Yeah,
0: Trezeguet. Uh, is it Trezeguet. Yes, is it, is it Trezeguet Dutch. Trezegui, um, uh, Trezegui, you're right. Tris-A-Gay, who takes the penalties for Villa for, for that's the guy. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, but I, for me, they're not better than what Algeria have. You know, Algeria's got Riyad Mahrez to start with, off, off with. Hmm. Um, you know, Islam Slimani is scoring a lot of goals now. I mean, ben, ben, ben Rama. Ben Rama, I mean, West Ham are doing amazingly. Ivory Coast have, have Louis Sebastian Hala. He's been amazing in the Champions League. You've got Nigeria who are stacked. Osman yeah, Nacho. I mean, Didi. they've probably Didi on yeah. paper got the best team. Morocco have got Ziyech and Hakimi. Um, you know, a lot of other guys that I can't even think of right now. So for me, and Senegal, I, uh, everyone knows their quality. They've got the best goalkeeper, Edward Mendy, and they've got Sadio Mane. So for me, if those five teams are, are in Qatar next year, I've, I'm quite confident that at least two of them can reach the quarterfinals, just depending, of course, on which on group the they get. yeah Yeah, because that that does play a big part but you know in in the end of the day i I want our best teams to go over and i really don't want any shocks because i just feel that they they will go there and and not perform um like we hope african teams will
0: no no definitely no definitely i I completely agree yeah i guess the the cream the cream will will, will rise to the top you know uh but yeah it'll be tough especially for teams like a drc and and a mali in in the qualifiers so Ebi, sorry, just to if we had if we did qualify, who we would have been unseated
2: based on our ranking, is that correct?
1: Yeah, so we would have probably gotten Algeria just to um, <laughs> like soften the blow. Um, yeah. but you never know. I mean if, if no one gave South Africa a chance against Egypt at Afghan. Um, you know, I know Egypt maybe they were a bit underwhelming in the tournament. I remember against Zimbabwe in the opening game, they weren't yeah, that are convincing.
2: But who did we get knocked out? We actually lost the next game.
0: Next, yeah, Nigeria. The semi-final,
2: was that the semi-final or the quarter-final? Quarter. No, the quarter-final. The quarter-final. 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 quarter-final yeah. Final.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. We lost to Nigeria. Um, probably should have won that game. Um, yeah, I
2: also thought so. I also I remember yeah. that clearly. Yeah, we should have won that game.
1: Yeah. Um. Um. But you just never know in in these qualifiers. I mean, how sad would it be if Portugal and Italy don't make it to the World Cup? Yeah, um, but in the end of the day, football isn't one on paper. You know, it's, True. I know it's a cliche, but it's not one on paper. It's one one on the pitch, and um, if those teams don't don't pitch on the day, then they're not going to go to the World Cup. It's as easy as that.
0: No, definitely, definitely. I couldn't I couldn't agree more. Uh, uh, something just to touch on. Obviously, I think uh, that that maybe people have have actually missed of late. Um, maybe they, they didn't see what's going on. Um, you know, there's been a, a CAF, Champions, CAF Women's Champions League going on um, in, in, in Egypt uh, where there's been eight teams from eight regions in Africa uh, that have been participating. And Mamilodi Sundowns uh, ladies uh, have made it to the final, which will be played on, on Friday. Uh, they'll be playing a team from Guess Where, from Ghana. Uh, so they'll be playing a, 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 a Ghanaian team in the final. Um so yeah they, they beat a team from Equatorial Guinea yesterday on penalties 5-4 on penalties. Um so yeah uh I don't know if you if you've been uh, keeping a tab on on what's been going on um um AB but uh, what do you think of of Mamelodi Sundowns uh, ladies reaching the 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 CAF uh Women's Champions League final? I
1: mean are people sick of Sundowns um winning
0: things right? <laughs> Hey, man, um, listen, they, they, <laughs> we, can't, we, can't be, we can't be sick of them in the women's game. You know what I mean? I think, <laughs> no, I think, no, I no. think that, that's one part. We can't be sick of them. We have to be sick of them in the men's just, game only.
1: Just the name, Mamela you sound They are dominating football. Eh? It's unbelievable. Yeah. Just, not just the men's game in South Africa, but the women's game. They just absolutely dominate. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. And it's, it's great to see them flying the flag on, on the African continent. Obviously, the women's game. Uh, not just in football and soccer, but I think across across board and rugby and, and cricket as well. It's really growing across the globe and becoming more and more professional, um, which is great to see. And obviously Sundowns, the ladies team, have struggled for goals in this tournament so far, but at the end of the day, it's about edging past the tournaments and titles are won on the fence. So yeah, hopefully they can give a good account of themselves on, on Friday and get one back over a Ghanaian team. Um, but, yeah, I think oh, it's just great to see. And, you know, kudos to Sundowns for, for investing a lot of time and money into the women's game. Obviously, our Banyana players are doing really well overseas. You know, you think of Katlana, Atletico Madrid. I mean, in, in the men's game, we don't even have, I think, one player performing in the top five leagues in, in Europe. But, you know, in the women's game, we've got a lot doing really yeah. well at the highest level. And Katlana's is playing for one of the biggest clubs in the world. Um, for Atletico Madrid's women's team, so I think we can we can learn a lot. Um, the, male, the men can learn a lot from what the women have done right. Obviously, they also qualified for World Cup recently in France. Um, so yeah, just all the best to them for Friday, and hopefully, hopefully they can win the win the cup and, and you know follow in the men's um, footsteps. You know, obviously they won in, in Egypt, two thousand sixteen. So yeah, let's. All the best to them. I have bring
0: it straight here. No, no, that's that, that, that's true. That's true. Uh, I just want to greet some people in the in the comments here. Warren uh, Pereira, um, Jason Sergil, who's who's Nick's uh, analyst, or is he analyst or assistant coach? What is he?
2: Mm, a bit of both. He's um, also the academy manager at uh, Tux. So. Okay, <laughs> yeah, he's a <laughs> then, jack of all trades.
0: <laughs> and then we've got someone new in the comments here, uh, LG. Um, how's it how's it going? Um, and then we have got Claudia Barrero here. Uh, I don't know who this guy is. Uh, he's some Portuguese guy, I think. Uh, give the ladies, give the ladies the men's budget. Uh, okay. I I I don't I don't want I don't want to go into 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 all of those politics, but but I think it's it is it is it is it is commendable in terms of, I think, the fact that actually CAF have actually, um, created this tournament. I think first and foremost, I think kudos to them for creating the tournament um whatever structure that they've actually created for this tournament do you know i mean i think it's 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 a good step you know uh going forward i think they said not for can i play
2: devil's advocate before you carry on there who's just been announced as uh the calf president uh and this tournament is in it's the first one if i'm not mistaken ab Correct. Inaugural tournament.
0: Correct, yeah.
2: I don't know. I don't know. Things are lining up here for for his team to, to win the tournament. So you yeah, <laughs> so you say well, so you, think, so you soon think as co- team, soon as he comes <laughs> in and he, he approves the CAF champions league for women and his team are in the final. I'm just saying.
0: Uh, that's, that, that, that could be true I don't know I don't know obviously how long they, they had this in the works that's, listen uh, listen aligns, he's, he's, he's,
2: he's got a good mind he's got a good mind he says I want to bring success to my team you know promote women's football on the continent and uh, why don't I do it both at the same time and he's done it what within 12 months <laughs> so, <laughs> no, that, yeah that,
0: that, that, that's fair that's that, that's actually fair and, and I wouldn't be surprised if uh I, I don't know if, if they've mentioned this they, they but but it would, it would make sense if um a fifa club world cup um the women's one runs parallel with the men's so same yeah. same same tournament men and women at the same at the same place for club world cup for instance and cuz i know there's a copa libertadores for women in in in, in south america there's champions league uh European champions league um i'm sure asia uh, should be having something or should be promoted to have something yeah. Um, and then obviously we, uh north america can 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 do something there with with the u s and and mexico which which do have competitive teams you know i think it would be something to 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 actually boost the, booster the, um the nature of women's sports in terms of um actually being at a similar tournament as men at the same time um that'll actually that actually boost them but but i think yeah as i said it's 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 let's commend um care for actually doing this um eight teams but as i was saying is that I think it's from the twenty twenty two to twenty twenty-three season. Um for for Kef, for the men's side. Uh, if you don't have a women's team, you can't enter the men's tournament. Um so I think I think you can't, yeah, so you can't enter the men's tournament if you don't have a women's team. So KZ Chiefs and Orlando Pirates need to wake up. Uh, those are the two teams that I that I can immediately think of in South Africa yeah. that need to that need to create a women's team.
1: Yeah, I mean Manchester United was also quite slow on the women's uh, football side of things um, Definitely. So, yeah, got, could probably draw a few parallels there but I think you know the women's game is just exploding at the moment and I wouldn't say you know they should start having curtain raises because curtain raises is the wrong word to use because I don't want to undermine the women's game but you know you see that happening in, in cricket um, you know we saw the 100 which is a, a new format that was implemented in, in England and you had the women playing before the men you know the same teams um, and the crowd could come in for both games and and watch both and appreciate both, and you know they can be standalone fixtures. But maybe in the in the beginning phase, maybe that's a way to go about it. I've yeah. I've said in the past that you know the Disky Challenge, the reserve team, should also be a curtain raiser. Mm. You know, it's better for me having you know at least fans that are coming to a game, and you know there'll be spillage over of fans coming a bit earlier than to watch that game, then have have it played in front of no one. And yes, the the multi choice, challenge, and those competitions—they've drawn a crowd. But there's definitely better ways to to do it, and to you know, f- just giving the the women's game a bit more exposure—that's just going to grow the game and, um, yeah, a bit more budget. And uh, you know,
2: yeah,
1: ten years ago, we w- we wouldn't have thought that it would be as big as it is now. And just look what happened—you know, a bit of a bit of love and care, and a bit of money thrown behind it, and you know, we're starting to reap the rewards, which is just
2: uh, terrific to see. AB, you know what's quite funny with uh, regards to what you said—the uh, the MDC or DDC being curtain raiser—I'm not too sure if you're aware, and I don't know if that's changed. But a couple of years ago, I inquired. I was doing something for our uh, sort of drive to get fans to the stadiums. Um, you know, for Amatucks and for our varsity team. But the PSL have a rule and I'm not too sure if that's changed um, and that uh, that uh, spills down into the, the NFD or the Glad Africa Championship that a, a match cannot um, take place, I think, four hours before the kickoff of another match. So... That would just make that situation null and void. And you know, just speaking to my dad back in the day when he used to watch the old NSL when, you know, you had your Cape Town cities and your Germiston cities and Durban United's and all those like old historic teams and then your Sundowns and Pirates and Chiefs, they they started forming part of that. You know, you would have the under nineteens, the Colts playing a friend or uh, playing their curtain raiser before. Or it was the under fifteens playing a curtain raiser Two two hours before, and you know you would get a, a full stadium watching the lighties all the way through. And I, I don't know if you, as a journalist, maybe do some some digging there, but I don't know why uh, you know that they use the the condition of the pitch as a, as a, as a reason. But you know we don't have full stadiums in our country, and you know I think we should be doing trying to do everything possible to 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 make that a reality. Um, and I think that would be a great way, you know, if you can if you can find a pitch in a stadium that that can hold a load of three matches, one ladies' match, one youth match, and a PSL match at the in in one day, like the FMB for example, or, or a smaller stadium. You you look at Bidvest Stadium, um, you know, good conditions uh, fields um, that are, sorry fields that are in good condition. Look at the the stadium at Tux, you know, that's probably for me. I'm a bit biased, but probably the best pitch in the country. Like, honestly, no, the best pitch in the country. Like, Avery, you were there the other day. The amount of load that that pitch has taken, rugby, football, um, you know, Sundown's ladies have played a few games there um, and it still, you know, maintains. There's fields in South Africa where you can have three, four games on a day and, you know, you create a spectacle, you create a, a sort of product that you can sell.
1: Yeah, I just don't think we're, we're looking for solutions. Um, I mean, you, you're probably spot on in the fact that, you know, PSR must have been brought up in, in meetings gone by and there's a, a reason that they don't do it. But, you know, we see it in rugby. I know when it's like a Curry Cup final, the under-19 yeah. final and the 21 final, and the, the big final is on the same day at the same field. I know rugby is different because, you know, the pitch, you know, you know, it's, it's not the ball's not on the ground the whole time. Yeah, um, in football you need a you know a more smoother surface, but there's definitely ways around it. I mean they sundowns play soccer at a rugby stadium in the end of the day. And you know, Pitzo I know in the past has complained about you know them playing on the rugby field, but they still went on and scored loads of goals and won a lot of games there. So if, if it's just used for soccer, soccer purposes and you know, there's definitely ways around this. Um I think it's just easy to come up with excuses. Yeah, easier
2: than that, yeah, than finding solutions. Yeah, yeah no, 100%. Mm.
1: So there's definitely ways we can we can try and get more exposure, be it on, on youth football or on the women's game. Yes, there's been a lot of broadcast elements and, and kudos to Supersport for pumping that type of money into it. But, you know, we need fans back at the stadium and I think that's definitely going to come to the forefront after, you know, COVID completely get, um, dies down. Um, but obviously, that's just a discussion for another day. But yeah, I think there's definitely ways to do this and to get even more eyes on, you know, all levels of football.
0: No, yeah. definitely, no, definitely, I definitely agree. Um, just, just to just to wrap up, uh, any 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 final thoughts? Um, I'm gonna start with I'm gonna start with uh, yourself, Nick, and then and then uh, go to go to Ab.
2: Yeah, I mean it's it's always good talking about our national team not so good in in moments when we've just been knocked out of the world cup because essentially we were playing in the world cup obviously it's not the the final stage of the world cup um but we've been knocked out of the world cup it's 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 sad but it is you know good to see the progress that we are making and unfortunately we we're always in this sort of position you know it's sort of stuck between a rock and a hard place like we can see the improvement but we still haven't qualified you know so um I can understand why people are frustrated you know maybe something comes of of this uh, protest um, slash complaint I'm not too sure how you how you actually uh, what you call it but um, hopefully we we can find some you know clarity sooner rather than later because you don't want it to drag on until just before March and we're still hoping that FIFA say, hey, you're going to get a replay. Um, let's, yeah, put us out of, of our misery or, or, you know, give us a second chance. Hopefully, <laughs> Bruce can make a plan. Um, but, yeah, to you, AB, um, you know, we've I think interacted on social media for the last couple of years. It's good to see your work, you know, your passion for the game um, especially the local game. And um, I need to get you an Amitak shirt. So next time you come to the stadium, I don't want to see you in a Cape Town Spurs shirt.
1: <laughs> I've actually got an Amitak shirt, but it's it's too small for me. I think they gave me an extra small. <laughs> <few years. laughs> really? I, I really appreciate a new one. Um, yeah. Yeah, guys, thanks for having me on the show. Obviously looking forward to a massive Arsenal win on the weekend.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> Claudia so, would like that. <laughs> I know Claudia
1: is a Liverpool supporter, so I thought I'll just end the show on that note. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks for having me. Say hello, Nick. Uh, great chatting to you guys. Um, you know, hopefully Bafana Bafana get the rub of the green. But, you know, even if we don't, there's a lot to build on and a lot to look forward to. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, no great man. Um thanks thanks a lot, A B. Thanks for coming on to the show. Uh, Nick, uh thanks a lot for 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 joining as well. Um, yeah, so the Premier League is back this weekend. Um, so no international break for four months, uh, which people are excited about. Uh, and let's see what uh, Nick's new coach can do um at, at Newcastle. And yeah, let's see if Arsenal can actually continue their 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 their, their run of form and uh as, can we say upset Liverpool? Yeah, and upset Liverpool. You know what yeah, I mean? Uh, upset. <laughs> and upset, upset Liverpool. Yeah. And upset Liverpool. You know what I mean? Uh, I would actually like to see that because Claudio will have a meltdown. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, thanks for everyone who tuned in this evening. Uh, remember to like, subscribe uh, to the channel. Um, you know, Follow us on our, on, our, on our social media pages, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook. And also join our Discord channel. So we've got a Discord channel uh where we can uh where we throw in some banter about uh, what's going on in the world of football. Uh but yeah, uh join us on uh Thursday for 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 the next show, guys. Uh thanks a lot. Cheers. Cheers.